What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. By my side, Adam Rodas. Adam, week 13 sucked. Yeah, it did, man. It really <laughs> was not a good week. I mean, there was a lot of bad games. Just, I don't know. And I know it's different for everyone. Maybe for some people it worked out, but But who for me, matters it was pretty... more than us? Exactly. Okay. Uh, it was it was bad for me. I needed several leagues to win to get in. I didn't. Uh, injuries. Uh, I feel like today was just a multitude of things that just piled up against me, man. Just things going wrong. Starting in the early game with Antonio Gibson leaving with a toe injury. Like I have a Gibson on, on several teams, including uh, my playoff teams. So we don't know exactly what the injury is. And they said it's a toe. That's all we know. But if it's turf toe, most people who have turf toe, they miss about a month. So I hope it's not. I hope he's fine. But it's just a crushing injury uh, as you head into the playoffs. And that's we've the theme has been the last couple of weeks how like you feel good about a player and then all of a sudden their outlook can change. It's the same thing. Sometimes you head into the playoffs, you feel real good, and then you lose a few players. I have a team that lost Will Fuller. DeAndre Swift and Antonio Gibson. And it's like, geez, man, what do I have to do here? So, uh, yeah, I thought week 13 sucked. Yeah, I, you know, same boat here. DeAndre Swift was a huge bummer. I've lost Josh Jacobs probably for week 14 as well. Uh, Antonio Gibson's another one. Yeah, this has just been, this was, a, this was a, this was a tough one. And then on top of that, you know, I mean, I started off on Sunday. I was like flying high, dude. It was three and zero in the super contest. I was like, all right. I got Monday night games, a little Steelers action, um, San Francisco, and ugh, it did just nothing went right. Nothing went right. I mean, listen, I you know, in in my other, in in my leagues, I've already it's already been established. I didn't really have. I mean, I didn't check at the. I didn't check for the Sirius XM host leagues whether it was like a win or an in status because that just, you know, if I get there, great. If not, then good. There's one less lineup I need to check. Um, but you know, in like the leagues that like matter to me the most, that are like super important to me, it was already kind of predetermined. But yeah, man, losing this. Losing guys like this is a, is a huge bummer because, I mean, listen, there's nothing there's nothing on the waiver wire. Like, I'm sitting there answering questions on Twitter to this dude who was like, it was, it was basically, it was between like McKissick, Fournette, and like Curtis Samuel. Like, those were his big waiver questions. Gross. Yeah, probably. I mean, Samuel's. Not bad, but then wait, he's he was on the COVID, the COVID list. Yeah, he's on the well, we don't know if he has COVID. They were they're put on the list. They don't tell us, at least in this instance, if they test positive. So it's one of those situations where if they get those negative tests for the next few days, they could play Sunday. But I think if you have them, you have to in your mind mentally prepare, all right, I'm gonna be without them because and have a backup plan. So that's what hurts there. McKissick obviously gets a boost in value. I mean, we've seen him catch seven, eight, nine passes, and it happened again today. And uh, I benched him in a league uh, for Benny Snell. And, you know, thinking, thinking like, oh, you know, Gibson. Because you know, Gibson has that taste. Well, and, well I, I think I would have lost anyway. Well, because, I, I mean, I don't regret it because Gibson had kind of taken over that backfield. We've yeah. seen McKissick diminish, his role diminish the last two weeks. Part of it is because they were playing from ahead. 
And I liked Washington in this game. I thought they would keep it close. Uh, I didn't know if they would win, but I didn't think this was a case where they'd be down 17 and then Gibson's going to be erased. So, and with Snell, I know he sucks, but I'm like, all right, you know, he's going to get some goal line carries. Maybe Pittsburgh will actually run the ball. And they did. And it was a stupid goal line scenario where they ran it, I think, four. No, they ran it three times and then they passed to an offensive lineman when you have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, I mean, whatever. Uh, so it, it was one of those things like everything kind of went wrong today. I had the over two and a half reception prop on Antonio Gibson. He gets hurt early. That's a race. The only thing that worked out well for me is DraftKings Sportsbook had a special. They gave you plus 200 on either the Bills or 49ers scoring first. So I was like, all right, it a max bet 25. So, you know, of course I'm going to do that. Plus 200. I got a 50-50 shot of getting it right. So I picked San Francisco. And then I see Buffalo, fourth and goal from the one, gets stopped. I'm like, okay. Then San Francisco goes on the other end. They have it fourth and goal from the one. They get stopped. They get I'm stopped. like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me, bro? <laughs> I was like, I text my friend. I'm like, I'm going to fucking go to bed because this is fucking ridiculous. So <laughs> then I'm like, I need a Josh Allen interception here. And then Zach Moss fumbled, although I think they credited it to Josh Allen because a lot of people were crying to me about that on Twitter. Um, they gave I'm that sure. fumble to Josh Allen. Are you kidding me? It was totally his fault. Not, I, not I Allen's they, fault. It was Moss's fault. I don't know if they changed it from, but from what I understand, uh, because Moss never had possession of it. That's why I guess that's a rule. Let me see. Nah, they've still charged it to Josh Allen. According to the box score. We'll see if they change it. But I mean, Josh Allen came through after with four passing touchdowns. So I think, it's not going to cost most people, but then yeah, most gets the fumble and the 49ers come back and score. So that's about the only thing that went right for me. Uh, and then DraftKings has another ridiculous promotion for tomorrow. Lamar Jackson has to just complete one pass to win money. Oh shit, man. You know, see, I'm be, like, wait. beat out in California, man. That's bullshit, man. I like, why don't I get take advantage of like that free money crap? Yeah. It's, I mean, they do it quite often. I'm going to, I'm going to Venmo you 10 bucks for me. All right. Well, I can't do it on. I got to do it on my account. Well, you so just, how am I supposed to do? You just put ten bucks more on it and then just pay me back. Yeah, you can't do that, bro. Come on, man. Let me see what. Oh, it's plus one hundred. So is the max twenty five? Is it a twenty five bet? Let me see. Max amount. Whatever, dude. I don't care. I don't care. It's stupid. Betting don't worry. It'll stupid. be legal there at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's max. Unbelievable. Bet. It's really unbelievable. I mean, California, man. I can't, I, you know, I'm I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm done. A lot of people have told me that. And they have moved out of there. That it's very, people are very disgusted over there. I'm going to move somewhere where there are no professional sports teams. New York. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind of feels dude, like that at come times. Come on. But Come on. What's the matter? Your 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 Mets not like signing a billion free agents right now? Well, I'm not I'm not worried about that yet. Who has signed anyone? It's slow moving in baseball. Nobody. Yeah, it's it's crazy slow moving. I got stupid Steve Cohen who's like tweeting out the world. Oh, you guys think I should call Sandy Alderson at the winter meetings? No, Steve, sit on your ass and do nothing. Oh, don't be jealous that the Mets have an owner that's actually going to spend money now. I miss my George Steinbrenner. <laughs> I miss my uncle George. Um. All right. So I'm just so disgusted by these these games. Really, I real. I'm just. I'm so 
It's gross. I mean, the Pittsburgh game was atrocious, Dude, bro. Did what you see the- Eric Ebron like tweeting shit out, being like, "Ah, oh, so you know, hey man, that's cool. I get it. We lost. You know, I don't mind that we lost because it just lit a fire to get us going. Like you don't, you you don't jump on social media and type that nonsense out when you're dropping passes left and right." That dude, that was ridiculous. And it's not just Ebra. It was Deontay Johnson. It was Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, I'm sorry. I need a reason as to why the Pittsburgh Steelers, like the first game, you could say they got thrown off their routine and the whole COVID nonsense and all the shit that goes with it. But you give, I need to know, I need the excuse as to why these jackasses couldn't hold on to the ball. Uh, it's been going on a couple weeks now. Deontay Johnson had dropped last week. You could see Eric Ebron. I tweeted it out. You could see it, just his body reaction. He was scared to catch a pass. Like, he was, he knew, all right, if this ball comes to me, it's going to be difficult to make a play. It was in his head. It was clear. And this has been going on with Ebron for a long time. He's always had bad hands. And he's had a good year because tight end is so bad and he gets so much volume. I mean, he had 11 targets tonight. Uh, it's just... The Steelers' offense, though, has kind of been in a funk the last few weeks. I mean, again, they were not impressive against the Ravens. And I think part of it, too, is they don't go deep. I think teams are starting to figure them out here. Like, if you look at Ben Roethlisberger's yards per pass attempt, it's really short. Like, he, I'm sure it has to do with his elbow. They just don't take many shots deep. Everything is short. I mean, Juju tonight, seven receptions. 28 yards, bro. Four yards a catch? Like, what are you doing? Beginning of the the season, they were hitting him. Like, Deontay Johnson was getting downfield shots all over the place. So was Claypool. Claypool a little bit more, but they haven't been doing it lately. If you look at uh, Roethlisberger's uh, yards Yeah, no, I'm saying in the beginning of the season they did. Yeah. Now um, they haven't. And I don't know if it's his elbow, but, I mean, yeah, look at 5.2 yards per pass attempt this week, 5.8 last week. So basically, he's been under six in four of the last six games. And his highest this year is 7.59. That was in week two. So, you know, he's compiling the numbers and spreading the ball around. And we mentioned this a few weeks ago, like they've become a pass first team. I mean, look at his pass attempts the last five, six games, 49, 32, 42, 46, 46, 51. Uh, what was it today? And today, oh no, and today was 53. So yeah, that's what they're doing. They don't have any running game, especially with James Conner out and even with him in there. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, they haven't, they're not a typical 11 win team at this point of the year. They've gotten fortunate. Uh, they've taken advantage of a schedule and it's the NFL. You have to beat who's on the schedule. We've seen Seattle lose at home to the Giants, so it's not to diminish anything. But when you really break it down, like where is the impressive win this year? They beat the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles. They crushed the Browns. Uh, We've seen the Browns struggle against good defenses. They beat Tennessee. That's a good win. Browns are a good win. They won in Baltimore who is six and five and has not been the same team. They barely beat Dallas. Dallas was basically leading for three quarters. They beat the Bengals. Okay, great. They beat Jacksonville. Great. They struggled against a Ravens team that had missing half the team and Lamar Jackson. And then they struggled against Washington today. So they have not really had that many impressive wins. I guess the Tennessee win and the Browns, but it's not like they've been tested and they have, had to sweat out some of these wins too. It's not like they've been crushing teams. 
I mean, their best, their biggest win this year was the one against the Browns. Every other game has been uh, pretty close outside of the Bengals and Jacksonville, but we understand why. And even the schedule to finish won't really tell us much. They got a big game next Sunday night in Buffalo. Uh, that's going to be probably it's, yeah, I guess it's still big because the Steelers need, you want to get the first round by this year because only the well, top one, team gets yeah, that only by. Yeah, only one team gets it, right? Yeah. Them and the yeah. Chiefs are both 11 and 1. Right. And I, so if they finish with the same record, say they both went out, I believe the Steelers are the one. Is that correct? When they show the graphic, they have the Steelers there. Why is that? I don't know. They, just, they, they own the tiebreaker. Oh, conf- conference, eight Con- and in the conference for the Steelers, nine and one for the Chiefs. That's probably why. Because they haven't faced each other head to head. I think the next tiebreaker is conference. Great. Great. You were that confident, though, in the Steelers covering against Washington? I know we no, talked about No, I this. actually I wasn't really okay. that confident in it. To be perfectly honest, I was I, I actually uh going into Saturday's live stream with uh with Mish, I said to him, I was like, you know, I said Connor's still out, Big Ben is now questionable with the knee. Um, there was something else going on that I was just like, Oh, and I was like, they just, you know, I said, Do we wanna are we sure we wanna, you know, stick with the Steelers? But we couldn't really we couldn't really come up with a, a another game that we really liked, you know? Yeah. And that's really what it what it came down to because we didn't wanna we didn't want to go the line to the, in, what was to the, the line Tuesday in, night. At that what was the line for this in the super contest? Because it, it was moved seven, so much. The Steelers were giving seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, See I that. knew I was getting cooked when it went down to six at one point. Yeah, when we did our contest on Alarm After Hours, I got them at eight. Because it was, that's what it's, it's, I think it started at 10, even before the last Pittsburgh yeah. game was played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it moved and then it kept moving. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, Washington played good defensively, you know, Pittsburgh, you, I knew Pittsburgh was in trouble when they kept going three and out and Washington kept doing the same and it just remained scoreless. I was like, okay, this is not good for Pittsburgh. Like Pittsburgh had an opportunity and they were up 14, three at the half, but, uh, and Washington had no running game. I mean, without Gibson, that's when I was like, oh, man, this this might backfire. Because you could see they weren't even really attempting to run the football. I mean, Peyton Barber against the Steelers? Like, come on. That dude can't do anything against the average <laughs> That defense. dude can't fall forward for his life. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and they didn't even get Terry McLaurin involved. Two catches for 14 yards for McLaurin, and they won this game? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Damn. Ah, a lot of apologies to people out there. I was I was confident in McLaurin. I you know, I mean, it was just this was this was it a, happens, this man. was a tough set of Monday night games. I mean, no, I mean, listen, if you were if you're on the Bills side there and you were like, you know, I mean, from a from a fantasy standpoint between Josh Allen, even Devin Singletary I think had himself a a, a solid day. But well, uh, Allen and did- Beasley were the uh were, were the two there that like really you know did did a nice job? Gabriel Davis was solid. Diggs was solid. Um, Ayuk got into the end zone, which was great for him. I mean, there was some good stuff fantasy wise. Nothing though that was laying like on me. Like nothing that I was like you know I had Josh Allen going in one league, but I was like you know I was still I, there, there, I wasn't losing that game anyway. I didn't see Zach Moss after that fumble, right? You didn't nope. see him either, right? I don't think we saw him again, right? Not a bit. Yeah. So 
That's why you saw Singletary get 18 carries, and he still only had 61 yards, did have three receptions for 22 yards, but uh, still not an impressive performance. Josh, dude, Josh Allen played great. Buffalo's play calling in this game was absolutely tremendous, man. Just great job tonight by the Bills. And, and, and Josh Allen made the throws. That's the thing with Josh Allen is we see games where he just doesn't look good, and then we see games where he plays at an MVP level like tonight. Yeah, yeah. The inconsistencies are. I mean, you know what though? I mean, he's definitely been better. Oh more, yeah, more than better. he's been Much. worse, right? He's he oh, did have no doubt. I think he had like a like a like a four game run where like three games were kind of you're like what? Well, you know, when everybody was like, you know, I think like the first four games of the season, everybody was crowning him the MVP. Then he shit mm-hmm. the bed for like three out of four weeks, and then he turned back on again. So. Yeah, it's just, you know, he struggled against Kansas City, which is a pretty good defense. New England, obviously, he had a really bad game. Uh, Took advantage of Seattle and the Jets. Wasn't good against the Chargers. uh, And then bounced back this week. So, I mean, overall, he's had a really good year. Uh, There's no question about it. Uh, He didn't even do anything on the ground tonight. You know, they they didn't even need him to run the ball. So, uh, just really good decisions. Good play calling, uh, and the Bills, you know, impressive. You know, nine and three now, uh, trying to fight there for for seeding, and you know they'll get John Brown back maybe in a couple weeks too. Uh, you know that definitely adds a dimension to the offense. Yeah. Uh, but BZ stepped up tonight. He had a, a good matchup, took advantage of it, and you know Gabriel Davis now has a th- three touchdowns in the last four games. Yeah, he's been a nice – I mean, he's done well. Since Brown went down, Gabriel Davis has filled in quite nicely. He really has. And and you know what? And the best part was uh, was that he was, he's was he been like Min Price on, uh, on you know, on FanDuel and DraftKings. He'll, he'll now obviously go up, and you'll never be able to touch him again because he'll be at like 5,800. You're going to be like, no, John Brown's coming back. But uh, it, was, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, and they and they they will be on the Sunday night uh, showdown slate next week because they're playing uh, Pittsburgh. So we get to watch those teams in prime time once again. As I told you recently, we're going to see a lot of the Steelers and Ravens (laughs) in the next couple weeks. Ravens tomorrow, and then the Ravens Browns next Monday. Right. Welcome to the AFC North. Here's your table. (laughs) Come right this way, sir. Please have a seat. Um, but what was disturbing tonight was Raheem Mostert. Man, nine carries. Yeah, you know, Shanahan does this and I don't understand why. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like they got pulled away from the run, you know, when they went down 14-7. Like, you know, it was like the back-to-back and you know, and just they just they didn't look like they were in sync and all of a sudden, you know, you see Jeff Wilson in there. And, and like as soon as you see Wilson, you're like, "Oh, all right, I'm done. Fuck this." Really? Did you really put Tevin Coleman in for a 9-yard loss? Thank you so much. Uh, Dude, you know. I know, like, just just stop with Tevin Coleman, man. The guy's been hurt all year. You have two other backs that are good. Just forget it. And then Debo Samuel, like, he didn't get his targets till the fourth quarter. I know he finished six for 73. It all came late. All like, came why late. didn't you get him involved in the game early? <laughs> why? Yeah, it was some bad form, dude. There was a lot of bad form there. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. I, you know, I mean, yeah. 
Uh, before we keep going here, I just want to <laughs> give a sad, depressed thanks to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. <laughs> I didn't even win my prop picks on Monkey Knife Fight tonight. But they are a great DFS site, and you need to be playing on it, and here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A N T E U P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam. Let's take a let's take a look ahead. You know, I mean, we got to deal with more Tuesday night football, but luckily this will be the last of uh, of week thirteen, and then we can all kind of move on. Which, by the way, I'll say this: next week, Adam, if you're a quarterback streamer, you are the happiest person in the world. Happiest person. Are you ready for this one? Right. I almost want to save this. I almost want to save this. And really just kind of build it up. Do you want me to tell you now? Sure. Biggest revenge game narratives of all time. Well, I know Andy Dalton is one. Stepping back into Cincinnati to take on. Not only does Andy Dalton get to strut in there. Now, I mean, listen, granted, it's been rough for the Cowboys. And, um, you know, there's no offensive line. But Cincinnati. I mean, come on. No Burrow. Huge tailspin. There's no ground game there. Their offensive line is struggling. Their pass rush is probably ranked like dead last uh, by pro football focus. So there's nothing there. So Andy Dalton gets to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. And then you saw it here on Monday night. Alex Smith, right? The savior of Washington. The man with the reconstructed leg that held up so well, the other leg had to start bleeding for it. Take it on San Francisco. How about that? The team that drafted him. The team that discarded him for Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Come on. There it is. Two of the biggest revenge (laughs) game narratives, dude. Well, I guess there could be some playoff teams in there that are hurting at quarterback, right? No teams are on by next week, so I, I guess. I mean, you are you gonna, in a playoff game? You're gonna roll with Dalton and Alex Smith. First there round are of the some year. leagues. There are some leagues that play to week seventeen. So that is true. Week, so it week could fourteen be is actually season. like last game of the regular season in, in two could of be. my leagues. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I mean, you'll play play those guys over Trubisky, who is home against Houston. Yes, in a heartbeat. Okay. Dude. In a heartbeat. <laughs> people, people are people going to abandon Trubisky this week, and Have then he to. throws four touchdowns. Have to, dude. That's why. Yo, yeah, no, no. I'll play him in DFS, hundred percent Chicago Bears stack all the way. No doubt about it. <laughs> Bra- uh, Brady gets Minnesota. Uh, Herbert in a bounce back spot against Atlanta. Tannehill against Jacksonville. Mahomes against Miami. That's interesting. Russell Wilson, does he bounce back against the Jets? Oh, Aaron Rodgers gets Detroit. Oh, (laughs) Detroit's run is so bad, and Aaron Aaron Rodgers will still throw five touchdowns, and Aaron Jones will have 80 yards. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dude, for real. Like, can we see an Aaron Jones explosion game next week against Detroit? Did you see Montgomery? Did you see Cordero Patterson? Or is it going to be Aaron Rodgers once again? Well, I mean, listen, he wanted to get that 400th touchdown. So at at first and goal with the one, I mean, why wouldn't you throw three straight times? <laughs> now, I, you know what I think now? I think Aaron Rodgers is going for that MVP. Hell yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. So that's the only – I mean, look, Aaron Jones, you start, but – We'll have to discuss that during the week for DFS. I mean, it's a great matchup. Detroit is just getting carved up on the ground. Yeah. So, well, see, you know, like in this case here, I feel like that's like that's like, you know, instead of stacking Devonte Adams with Tunyon, you you use Aaron Jones, right? You just say, you know what, give me both Aaron's and Devonte Adams, and I'll bargain shop everywhere else. You could do that. Why not? It's it works almost every week. Well, yeah. at least Adams and Rogers works almost every week. Aaron Jones depends, <laughs> but I mean, you know, this he's if there's any if there's any week Aaron Rodgers gets two touchdowns. I, good for him though. He's like, you know what? I'm I'm tired of this shit. I'm just gonna run for a 77 yard touchdown and put this game away. <laughs> <laughs> Right. At some point, at some point, you got to take the matters into your own hands. And that's just. Yeah. He's like, if I don't score here, Rogers is going to keep throwing. So I'm just not going to let anyone tackle me. Uh, MVS throws a nice block after dropping a 55, 60 yard pass earlier in the game. Uh, But yeah, I mean, oh, man, Green Bay. Wait, hasn't hasn't Green Bay lost in Detroit a couple of times recently? No, I'm not calling that. But you never know. It is a divisional game. Oh. Don't give it last year. I think no, 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 dude. Look at look at what's happened. The teams that that fire their coach, they come back, they cover the spread, or they win it outright, right? And then what happens to them the next game? They get throttled, throttled. Oh. Look, no, at- okay. So yeah, I, I remember last year being close games. I thought the Lions won one of them. They didn't. The Packers won 23-22 in the first matchup, and then the second one they won 23-20. And I'm pretty sure the Lions had the lead late and blew it like they always do. So last year, uh, these two teams played a one-point game and a three-point game. So, again, these divisional games, and the Lions are actually alive for a playoff uh, berth now. Have these teams met yet this year? They must have, right? We got four games left. There's no way they play two times in the last four weeks. Why? Why Why would that surprise you when we see so many – so many times the, happening. Yeah, Atlanta and the Saints. Didn't they play two times in three weeks? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Packers. Oh, yeah. Packers beat the Lions 42-21 in week two. Here you go. Um, Houston, right? Houston, they fired Bill O'Brien. 
Uh, they were a six point six and a half point favorite over Jacksonville, uh, and they covered the spread easily. They won handily, thirty to fourteen. The next game they came out and the Titans slapped the shit out of them, forty-two to thirty-six. And I remember that that it was forty-two to a whole lot more, and there were like three late touchdowns for Houston during like total garbage time uh, in that one. And then the other one, our good friends, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, what was it? They, uh, when, when did they fire Quinn? They trying to remember. They fired, oh, they fired Quinn. Uh, and then they beat the Vikings 40 to 23. And then they came back the next week (laughs) and they lost to the lions 23, 22. Oh yeah. That was the Hawkins in touchdown as time expired. The Lions marched right down the field. Yeah. So so there you go. So uh, Detroit next week. Uh, Green Bay is a lock to win 76 <laughs> to three. <laughs> well, hopefully DeAndre Swift is back. Oh, my God. Wow. How great would that be to have him back? I need him badly. Me if I'm going to be Al Gibson, because I have uh, Gibson Swift in, the same, in two of the same league. So... It, if I'm going to be without Gibson, I need Swift back to at least offset it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, you know what? It's funny. I find myself in a, in a similar boat. You know what's funny in uh, in GST? I uh, I where I need Swift. Um, you know, like he he went down, and I mean, I got David Johnson back, but you know, he's he's really a non-entity, and Gio Bernard is like a like a turd burglar. Um, he's just not getting any kind of points. And then friggin' Raheem Mostert came up disgusting now. So I definitely need Swift back if I'm gonna uh if I'm gonna take down the GST in my first year. Oh, I, I'm the same two guys, and uh, I'm I'm limping in. I had a a really good year, but uh, had a low point total this week. You know, Gibson getting hurt, Swift being out. And I also have Tyler Boyd, whose stock is down now with the quarterback situation. I have Christian Kirk, who's non-existent with Kyle Murray playing garbage. So, yeah, it sucks. It's like, oh, you, your team's great the whole year. You have the most points. Now the player's about to start. You're like, shit, I got some problems. So it's how it is in fantasy football, which is why, you know, I tell people no matter how bad it looks, like, just get in the playoffs. You know, you could look and say, oh, this team up top looks so good. Well, two, three things change, and all of a sudden that team is vulnerable now. So it's all about just getting in the playoffs, and then crazy shit happens. We've seen it before. Even if a team is, like, dominating and has the most points, they could lose a couple players with injuries, or a team's context can change, and that could open the door for you to make a run. So it sucks when you're – that team that has the most points and all of a sudden it's falling apart. That's like the worst part. You know, it's all about when you peak, right? You want to peak at the end of the season. So, uh, yeah, this was a frustrating week. No question about it. Yeah. 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 Tell me about it. I started off uh, in the jam on league. Remember I started off Owen four in that league. Right. And then, uh, what you recall? And then all of a sudden, like everything just started turning around for me. Uh, and I rattled off uh, like eight straight wins. And yeah, that's now, great, man. And, and now all of a sudden it's like, boom, uh, Justin Herbert pulls up uh, a, a stinker. I lose Josh Jacobs. 
uh, in that. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup isn't doing anything. Gio Bernard isn't doing anything. Um, well, not Cooper Cup. I meant DJ Chark. DJ Chark's not doing anything. Uh, and like all of a sudden, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, I was this killer momentum and I'm, you know, I'm taking a loss this week and, you know, okay, fine. I'll take the loss. It's not going to knock me out of the playoffs, but you know, you just don't want to, you just don't want to like walk into the playoffs with zero momentum. Yeah. With Herbert, I think he'll turn it around. I think it was all new England and Belichick and he gets Atlanta next week. And I know Atlanta's defense has played a lot better, but I think Herbert will be back to throwing it all over the field anyway. So him, I don't worry about geo major, Gio major sucks, concerns. And yeah. Geo's always sucked. And I've never been a fan of his. He's always, well, their, like, off- their offense is a mess right now. Yeah. You know, Brandon Allen, a quarterback or Finley offensive line. It's just, it's a problem across the board. It's like you, you really can only play T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And even you don't even feel good about them. I, although Drew Sample now all of a sudden is getting targets the last two weeks, but you <laughs> ideally don't want to play him. No, dude, I'd rather play Corey Davis than any of those three guys. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Finally, you're coming around. <laughs> oh my God! All right, let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Tuesday night football here. Let's make a pick on Tuesday night football. Uh, we got your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, take it on the Ravens. Ravens are an eight-point favorite. Over/under is forty-five. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson's supposed to be playing. He's come. He's been activated off the uh, the COVID list, so he's back. Uh, Dobbins is back. Um, your Dallas Cowboys defensively are a a hot mess. The question is: Is can the offensive line put anything together against this Ravens defense? Probably not. Uh, I'd take the Ravens for sure. Uh, no doubt about it. Dallas one and six against the spread in the last seven row games. Zach Martin remains out. He's on IR, so we might not even see him this year. Uh, Lamar Jackson should be back. Dobbins will be back. Uh, Calais Campbell looks like he'll play. So they're going to get healthy. This is a huge game for the Ravens. They have got to win. Uh, they're on the outside looking in right now. Uh, so, yeah, I'm taking the Ravens here. Dallas has just been a mess all season long. Uh, we know that Baltimore is going to run a lot of plays. Uh, I think Dobbins has a big game here, man. I think he's going to – it was just starting to shift to him. It looked like he was going to be the guy. Then he goes on the COVID-19 list, misses last week. Uh, but Dallas has just been allowing 4.9 yards per carry, man. They've given up big runs. I mean, they're just getting the ball run down their throat. So I'm taking the Ravens. I like it. I'm taking the Ravens as well. Um, oh, but wait, wait. NFC East Magic this weekend. Washington Giants. Well, Philly did it. No, I'm just kidding. Baltimore. <laughs> <sighs> I don't even know where to go from that. <laughs> I don't even want them to win, man. Just get the better, get the top five pick, man. I hear you, dude. I hear you. That was like oh, the music that went off in my head when Henry Ruggs caught that touchdown. It was amazing. Yeah, was- I was I was like, oh, I breathed a sigh of relief for all the Jets fans because I could sense the, the tension after they had the lead. I mean, that was crazy. It came down to the final play, even though Aguilar was open on the previous play. 
Well, and that's, you know, and, and Carr blew that throw. And so Greg Williams had to call an all-out blitz to make sure that Henry Ruggs was left uh, out in the end zone by himself. Yeah, but I think Williams does that a lot. I mean, Williams knows he wasn't going to be back. So what do you think this – you think there was like a secret – handshake agreement like hey just do this and we'll fire you and you'll be the scapegoat but we'll give you money out the door or do you think he just said oh, yeah, this yeah. is he's the getting, way he's getting, I coach he's getting paid for the last four weeks of the season he's taking a uh he's taking an early vacation um he quote, quote unquote takes the the blame takes the fall here um he probably got a really nice deal on some uh on a fishing cabin timeshare uh in upstate new york so he's probably just like He's like chilling at the Finger Lakes now. He grabs the family. They go up there. They spend, you know, a little little winter time in the, uh, you know, in the Adirondacks. And uh, and then, you know, once once the season ends, then he can be like, all right, let me let me put my resume out and try and land a, a D.C. job somewhere else. But I mean, every other coach on that jet in that jet, you know, organization is going to follow suit right at the end of the season. I he, hope so. Yeah, he probably like asked for it. He was probably like, guys, can you just listen? I know you're gonna <laughs> fire me. Just you know, send me home. Give this give this other guy a little little defensive coordinator experience. You y'all don't need me to be throwing games like this. I mean, that was just so obvious. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Are they gonna beat Seattle next week? No, they're not gonna beat Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> right like the only game now the only game that would be like a question mark and i don't new even england. think it should be a question mark is new england in the last game of the season dude if belichick lays down to screw the jets dude that i i brought that up weeks ago i that would be insane i mean i doubt new england's gonna make the playoffs even though they're still on the hunt but man that you guys would just despise belichick forever I'm sure you already do, but that would just be like stabbing the heart, man. It would definitely be a stab in the heart. It would be a very upsetting thing. And you know what, though? I mean, and it would. It would actually it would be a, a genuine. It would be like a so Belichick thing to do. Like he just he hates the Jets. He just hates the organization. And, and you know, and the organization obviously hates him right back. You know, we've had all that history from. You know, him, you know, except, you know, accepting the coaching job for about 15 minutes and then scribbling on a cocktail napkin, his letter of resignation uh, to us turning him in for Spygate. Um, it's just it's been a back and forth thing. So, yeah, it would not surprise me to see Belichick uh, try and do something to, to screw the Jets at the end of the season. Um, I'm, you know, just going to sit here and hope and pray that the Jaguars uh, somehow, some way pull out, like eke out a win somewhere uh, in the last remaining games. I don't even know. What's their schedule coming up? Jaguars, Titans, Ravens, Bears, Colts. They could probably beat the Bears. Bears, yeah. Bears are a beatable team there. And they're home for that. Yeah, yeah. it's possible. I, it's hard to see them losing the other three games. Hard to I mean, see the them Titans, winning the other three games. Titans, that's what I mean, yeah. Titans have to bounce back this week and – Perfect recipe for that is Jacksonville. Yeah. Ravens are going to need that game badly. Yeah, and the Col Colts could could need that game as well, whether to get in or win a division. So the Bears would seem to be the only one, uh, depending on who starts. The quarterback could turn it over numerous times. So that would be the one game 
It is the NFL. It's crazy because we wouldn't have thought Seattle would have lost at home to the Giants. Yeah, but that was a head scrambler too. But at least we know the Giants have a good defense, and they they've been well coached. You know, they they really have. I mean, they, the Giants could have won numerous games this year that they just made mistakes. They should have beaten the Eagles that game. Was that a Sunday night game? Thursday night? I think a Sunday night game. They they should have won that game. They had like a thirteen point lead. They blew that. They had Tampa beat, and then the questionable two point conversion uh, pass interference or lack of. Uh, yeah, they they lost one possession game to the Rams. Uh, they could have beaten the Cowboys when Dak went down. So they've had games that they could have won this year that they didn't. Um, but that their their defense has played very well this year. Yeah, it really has. It's definitely um, it's it's gradually improved. I remember when we were talking about uh, them in the preseason that their defense just you know just didn't look like it was going to gel together, and we were kind of eyeballing them as a, you know it was one of the reasons why I was you know I was I was using Daniel Jones. I was like you know I mean listen even, you know he's got all these weapons, but the giant defense is so soft that he's going to have to throw anyway. And that was kind of one of the uh, the the uh, little bit of appeal to him uh, to sit there and wait on QB and and go for it. And you know now this this defense has definitely definitely turned itself around uh, in a major way. The Giants uh, have been the opposite of what we thought. We thought this would be a good offense, and they were not healthy last year. There was always players missing time. They're like, oh, this is the first time he's going to have everyone together. Of course, Barkley gets hurt. Uh, was that week one or two he got hurt? Week two against the Bears, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, week two. And then they just have not been good offensively at all. But the defense has kept them afloat here. Yeah, Daniel Jones definitely took a step in the backwards. He definitely took a step backwards. Um, and, you know, and I mean, listen, you want to blame it on the loss of Barkley? You can blame it on the loss of Barkley. But, you know. Either way, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I'm riding on a, on a nice Giants win streak right now, and my wife is happy. She's, like, actually pleasant on Sunday nights now. <laughs> and they host the Cardinals this week. That's an uh, interesting right? game. I mean, how am I not taking the Giants and whatever points they're getting? I think it's only two and a half. I'll take it, dude. I'll take it. Cardinals look bad. They look They really do. Bad. I mean, what, four out of the last five games they've lost and the one that they won have is, been... the, is the Hail Mary. Yeah, they should really potentially could be in a five-game losing streak. Yeah, Arizona's favored by two and a half. All right. Yep. Giants in the <laughs> – Giants have been one of the best teams against the spread this year. It's amazing to say. Like, to actually speak those words out loud and for it to be true, that's what's most impressive. How about this? I know we won't know by memory. Has there been a Chiefs game this year that's been under 50 as far as the line? The total in the Chiefs-Dolphins is 48 and a half. Really? Yeah. They, they, they See, have... and I'll smash the over, like, on that one there. That's just, that's an is overreaction to the... bias from seeing them on Sunday night struggle against Denver and yeah. Miami's reputation for defense? That's exactly what it is. I yeah. am, yeah, I am, I'm... What's the, what's the line in that? Uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half. That's yeah, it's in Miami. That's beautiful. That should be great weather for Mahomes. Great weather for Mahomes. Smash the over. 
covers the spread. I mean, listen, I get it. You know, the uh, the the defense for Miami has been really good, but I mean, come on. I mean, if you've got if you've got, I mean, Kelsey and and Tyree Kill running around out there. I mean, I haven't. Let me just take a a, a look at Miami's schedule. Have they Patriots, Bills, Jags? Seahawks, they lost 31-23. That was the best offense they had faced in the first four weeks. Niners, Jets, Rams. Uh, Rams offense is, is, is can be decent. Cardinals, Chargers, Broncos, Jets, Bengals. Like, Miami hasn't played a, a high-octane offense, really, with the exception of Seattle. In Arizona. Arizona was hitting at that time. They've fallen off. I don't. I don't think we could call the Rams a high octane offense. They're decent, but yeah, I mean, they haven't faced anything. I mean, the Chiefs clearly though are the best team offensively. Easily. So easily. I mean, the way they 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 lost to the Bills by three. I mean, Bills are very good offense. They gave up thirty one in that game. So and they gave up thirty one to Seattle. So yeah, look, I've said it the whole year. There's no defense I'm scared of. There just isn't. Even Pittsburgh, like. You can do things against them. There's no defense you should sit there and, oh, I can't play my guys. Not this year. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Mish asked me that same question. He's like, is there a de- – you know, the only the, the only defense that I've, like, really said anything about really is the Colts' defense, but we've seen them give up a bunch of points too. Yeah. I, I know they're, they were better with Buckner back and some of those guys, but still, even then, I know statistically they've been pretty good, but that's another team when you go look at their schedule, nothing great in there either. So I'm not going to sit my guys against them. Detroit, Green Bay, 55 and a half. Ooh. That's the highest total on the board for the week so far. How in the world is Detroit going to score enough to, to ma- help match that number? 55 and a half. I mean, I guess you kind of Green Bay could put up 40. I was going to say, is Green Bay put up the 40 spot on that? Yeah. And then Detroit puts up 20, 21. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Detroit put up the points last week late against Chicago. I mean, Stafford did throw for 402. Yeah. I don't know. My guess is Gallaty's not back. I think he retired. (laughs) He's like, my hip. My bum hip. Wait, I got to play for Detroit? He called Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. They're like, no play. Seriously, like don't, right? Don't, don't get your body hurt for that organization. Wow. Conspiracy theory alive. Holy only shit. Calvin Johnson retired early because he played for Detroit. That's the only if he played for another team. So that yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Interesting. First Barry, then Calvin. Huh. All righty, man. All right. Well, Adam, I am gonna uh I'm gonna I'm gonna call it for a night here for us. I think uh <clears throat> I think we need to just kind of digest really what what everything has happened in week 13. Let the game uh the Dallas and and Baltimore game finish and then you know I feel like then I really want to take that full step forward into uh into next week. We got a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of a lot of, a lot of playoff hopes to keep alive for sure. Yeah, let's just uh Sulk a little bit in our week 13 misery and get ready for week 14. Yeah, absolutely. Can I sign off by saying that Corey Davis still sucks? That would be wrong, but you could say what you want. Aw, thanks. That is going to do it for us here, guys. Big thanks for all of you for tuning in. 
Adam and I will be back tomorrow. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate the Sawdust Podcast Network. Fantasy Alarm. Shannon Blunt for all the editing. We'll catch you next time.